What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers. A show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to a spectacular special edition of the Blazing Defender Report! I'm your host, Travis Jones, a.k.a. the Big Bearded Bastard that doesn't have his beard anymore. A.k.a. the Chuck D of podcasting. My favorite review of all time that was in the iTunes review. Somebody said I was the Chuck D of podcasting. Is that not fantastic? But yeah, guys, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. New comic book day, so get your asses to your local comic shop. Uh, and it's also... Happy Coco Day, and it's the birthday of the National Guard. So, thank you for everybody that serves in our armed forces and our National Guard. Don't know what we would do without you guys, so thank you very much for your service. But that is National National Guard Day, because it's your birthday. Hey, it's your birthday, get busy. Alright guys, um, I hope everybody's having a great week. And if not, I'm here to help you out. Um, I'm sure if you're watching this, you're a fucking nerd like I am. You're probably a Star Wars nerd like I am. And uh, I need to put my headphones on. I might be sounding all like shit. Yep. Nothing but professional going on here, guys. This is a professional operation. Oh, my goodness. That sounds so much better. All right. Because I tend to get loud. All right. And this helps me tone it, tone my shit back a little bit. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm hoping to change that. You're probably going to go see Star Wars. I'm seeing it Friday. Uh, I know it opens tomorrow, but I work tomorrow, so I won't be able to see it tomorrow. Um, so I, am, I might get into spoiler territory. And I've already been threatened in the chat by my troll, uh, no less, that if, if I run the movie, he's going to do something nasty to me, which he probably wants to anyway. Although, I do agree, I don't want to spoil anything, but... There are some fan theories I want to talk about. I have a couple of my own. A few I'm going to go ahead and debunk for you, so that won't be a spoiler at all. Uh, I guess it could be, but I really doubt it. But, um, you know, I may say something that ends up happening or coming true in the movie. That is totally accidental, even though I do feel strongly about some of these theories I have. But my job here is to kind of get you caught up on what was going on with some of these characters in the comic books from when Force Awakens ends to when The Last Jedi starts, okay? That's where I'm going to start at. And it's not a lot, but I think some of it uh, needs to be addressed because in doing the research for this, I didn't realize some of this. Uh, Like Captain Phasma, which is a pretty lukewarm character. Can we all agree on that, right? I mean, she's kind of like, yeah, she sucks. Well, after reading her backstory and then reading the comic book, um, she's actually pretty cool. And we're going to get into that. But uh, before we do all that, I got to talk about some people real quick. 
Alright? I gotta do this right. I gotta give my boys justice. This is Collector Zone! Guys, CollectorZone.com for all your collectible needs. Christmas is coming up, guys. Okay? If there's a Funko Pop or something that your kids want, but you can't find it to retail stores, everything's picked over, email these guys. Let these guys know what you're looking for. They're going to help you find it. And if they do help you find it, I'm going to give you a coupon code that's going to help you save some money on your total bill. Okay? You can stuff a lot of these Funko Pops in a stocking. You can get like five or six of these things in a stocking. Okay? So they would be great stocking stuffers. They also have Mezco toys, NECA toys, which are, which are they're, they're high-dollar toys, guys. But Collector Zone starts from the bottom-end collector to the top-end collector, okay? They're a young company. They're growing. Get on the train now. Blazing Defender 20 in the coupon code will save you 20% off your total order, guys. Check this website out. Or, I'm sorry, CollectorZone.com. CollectorZone.com. Check them out. Blazing Defender 20 coupon code. Guys, you just you don't even have to buy anything. Just go check it out. Just go check out the site. You're going to buy something. I guarantee it. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout out to my boys at Black Rifle. I uh, got my, va- my variety pack the other day. Uh, Freedom Blend. And, um, oh, Silencer Smooth. Silencer Smooth is a light roast. Um, I didn't think I would like it at all. It's fantastic. Um, it just don't give me the kick that a lot of it does, but it still has a great flavor. Um, this right here is Blackbeard's Delight. Oh, my God. It's like my favorite coffee of all time. Love it. Crave it. I can't function in the morning without it. I can't function sometimes in the afternoon without it. So it's really, really good stuff. Check those guys out. Join their coffee club. You're going to save on shipping. And you're going to get coupons constantly once you sign up for their email. Um, their, their email. Uh, shit. Subscription. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, the next one I want to talk about. This is the big one, guys. For all you living in the Louisville area. If you don't, sorry, man. Because this is huge. The Zone Comic Shop on Her Lane. H-E-R-R Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. Like right here, right there. Right here, Lane. Okay. The Zone. It's my comic shop that I go to. They're actually holding my shit right now for me, which is super cool. And they are having a monster sale Saturday. Like, this is the biggest sale I've ever heard of for a comic shop. I have to read this to you because Dan sent me the the email and I'm like, what the hell? Dude, are you going out of business? What's going on? He's actually moving locations and it it happens to be the Saturday is the 10-year anniversary of The Zone which is a fantastic accomplishment for a comic book shop, okay? It's the 10-year anniversary. Dan, I see what you did there, you smarky bastard, okay? From 11 a.m. to 7, this Saturday, guys, entire store 50% off. The entire store 50% off. For every $100 you spend, you'll get 100 bags and boards for free. Now, for you guys that don't understand what that means, when, once you read a comic book, it should go in a plastic bag and a board, Every time. And have some tape on hand. And tape that sucker down and put it away and hope it blows up one day. Uh, The new comic wall is 50% off. This is a new comic wall. Now, it excludes new arrivals for this week. But everything that's happened the last month is on that wall. It's 50% off. Holy shit, man. There's going to be two and three issues of a run that he's going to have on his wall that's 50% off, man. This is a great time to get into comic books. Back issues. Premium back issues are 50% off. 
back issue bins $9.99 and under 50 cents. Back issue bins $10 and up are 50% off. Variant bins are 50% off. Magazines are 50% off. Holy crap, this is incredible. Graphic novels and trade paperbacks. Now, this is like, these are great Christmas gifts, guys. If you want to get somebody into comic books or somebody that loves the Marvel movies or the DC movies even, you can get them these trade paperbacks. They are their entire runs of stories. Like, I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know. What is that? Like, I'm opening up the book and you see the entire run come out. I don't know. It's weird. Um, all graphic novels and trade paperbacks are 50% off, man. That's incredible. Okay. Uh, discounted graphic novels and trade paperbacks are 50% off. So, if you already have a discount on a book, go ahead and take another 50% off at. What? Yes, that is incredible, man. I, dude, I'm going. I don't even know what the fuck I'd buy because I have everything, but I'm going to buy something. Toys and statues for all you toy guys. Toys are 50% off, okay? Excluding new arrivals, which, okay. Vintage toys are 50% off. Statues are 50% off. Excluding new arrivals for the week. All t-shirts are five bucks. Gaming. All gaming is 50% off. Huge, huge sale. The Zone Comic Shop, Her Lane, Louisville, Kentucky. Guys, go see Dan. Turn the Blazing Defender sent you. Um, I would like to think he would give you a break, but you're getting the biggest break in the house right there, brother. So go check them out, guys. Fantastic shop. Dan's shop is so cool. Like, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like at the end of the day Saturday. It's going to look like a fucking ghost town in there. But that's what he wants. They're moving locations. They're going into a much better location. And uh, he needs, he don't want to pack the shit. I don't blame him. But, man, that's, that's incredible. I'm excited, man. I get to see Star Wars on Friday. I get to go to the zone on Saturday. It's a fucking good time, man. This is a fucking great time. Okay. Enough of that shit. Um, I also want to say that I'm a proud, proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, we have several shows, guys. If you like this show, you'd probably really like one of those shows. Uh, we've got Botched, which is a D&D podcast. We've got Breaking the Panel, which talk about uh, the big comic news for the week. They really get in-depth and kind of look at, like, sometimes even, like, the social uh, ramifications of, of comic books. Because let's, let's, let's be, be honest. Uh, comic books are a pop culture beacon right now. I mean, there's so much stuff that's going on right now that is, is going to mold culture, pop culture, for many years to come that's happening right now. You're living in it right now. So these guys really dissect that. Uh, you know, other than Charles, really intelligent group on that, on that panel. No, I'm really. Uh, dude, they've had me, so they don't have um, very high standards at all. So, but check those guys out, man. That is breaking the panel. And we've also had Pokemon Go. If you're into Pokemon, I'm not, but I'm sure it's a fantastic show. And Toy Power, an Australian show where they talk about vintage toys, new toys. Uh, I've yet to check them out, but I'm sure they're great. Uh, but guys, four of those five shows, 2017 Podcast Award nominated shows. I don't know of any other network that can say that. I really don't. Like, I'm not like, toot your horn, man. Uh, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, that's a fact, okay? Now, there may be another network out there that's got you know, four out of five winners of the 2017 Podcast Awards. I doubt it, but uh, I'm pretty proud of that fact, and these guys are they're great guys, and they have great, t or great podcasts, so please check them out. All right, like I said before, I'm really, really not trying to spoil anything in this movie, okay? My goal is to kind of get you hyped up 
to go see The Last Jedi, which I know you already are, right? But there's a lot of crazy fan theories out there, and there's some stuff in the comic books that I don't think, and in the novelization of some of these characters, that I don't think a lot of people are aware of going into the movie. So it might give you like an inside view of something that the average viewer, the average moviegoer is not going to get because you listen to this show. Okay, so I'm going to get you hyped up, man, because I'm fucking excited because there's so much shit that could go on in this movie. It's already getting really, really great reviews. Uh, I am not, I was not a fan of Force Awakens. Totally let down. It was Star Wars rewrapped. Uh, I mean, how many fucking Death Stars can you have, guys? Come on, really? Uh, I thought Kylo was a letdown. I don't know. There was a lot of it that uh, I didn't like. Now, I understand this is one of three. Okay, they're telling a story. And sometimes the first, the, the opening salvo isn't that great. Okay, yes. Marcos in the chat said it was a very safe movie. Exactly. They had a formula that they knew worked. And they stayed right to it, which made me super, super disappointed in J.J. Abrams because I feel like he's very avant-garde. Like, he's a fantastic uh, creator, and he didn't create shit. He just rewrapped it, okay, and gave us a, a black guy and a chick. You know, oh, thanks, J.J. That was fa that's fantastic. No, but I, I'm, I'm open-minded. This is a franchise very close to my heart, like I know it is a lot of your alls. And... After reading some of these fan theories and, and seeing where this story can go and where Kylo can go and where Ray can go, I got very excited. I'm getting hyped now, man, just thinking about it. So we're going to get to it. Uh, again, I'm going to talk about some things that have been discussed in fan theories. I'm not trying to get in spoiler territory. I haven't seen the movie, so I have no fucking idea that I'm going to be spoiling something. But... If I tell you this and this, and it happens to come true, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Or you may be like, oh, man, that dude was right. We'll see. All right. Catching you up on all the relevant comic book stuff, okay? Uh, I've compiled a list of things that relate before you see the, the Last Jedi movie. I'll give you relevant info, even in a few fan theories as well as my own, to get you ready for the newest installment of the Star Wars saga. I totally read that from what I wrote at the, in the hospital. So, <laughs> here you go. Captain Phasma, all right? No no applause for Captain Phasma? Yeah, I heard boos. I think I did hear boos. Uh, there was a boo going on in my head, actually. Yeah, I mean, what a fucking shit character, right? Like, she looks so cool, and you're like, oh, man, she's going to be dope and badass, like General Grievous or something. Nah, she was terrible, all right? And actually, she was kind of a bitch. Uh, I mean, she, she was a sellout, right? She was a sellout. Uh, you know, she's this commander, and... Dude, you put a blaster in her head, she's like, oh, shit, yeah, man, I'll shut it down. I'll shut the Starkiller base down. What else do you need? Uh, you want a sandwich? I'll go get you a sandwich. That was very, it was poor, right? Okay, well, she has been fleshed out a lot more in books and comic books, okay? Phasma, the novel, really gets into her backstory. She grew up on a post-apocalyptic world called um, Paranelos. No, that's not right. Parn. Asanos, Par Asanos, that's where she grew up, bad war-torn country, okay, and then basically they have tribes, and she actually, being a woman, a big woman, obviously, she rose to the head of her tribe to lead her tribe, and then the First Order came. Now, let me tell you something about Phasma that you didn't get in Force Awakens. She is all about Phasma. 
She's all about herself. She doesn't believe in, uh, I guarantee it was mispronounced, Jason. Jason Jones likes to correct my pronunciation on every word that I butcher, and it's a lot, so I keep him busy. We're going to play a drinking game one day, Jason. Every time I mispronounce something, we take a shot. Uh, we won't make it through the show, but probably be dead, actually. But thank you anyway. Uh, I did the best I could, man. Fine. So uh, Phasma is all about herself, okay? She is her number one. She doesn't believe in the First Order. She's kind of like uh, Eugene from The Walking Dead, Team Eugene. Yeah, Rick, you're great. Thanks. Oh, Negan. Hey, I'm Negan now. Same way with Phasma, all right? But now in the comic book, Captain Phasma, we, we, we get the story after she gets out of the trash compactor. And let me ask you, these things must be super easy to get out of. Like, how many people can we stick in these things and they still get out? Anyway, she gets out and she's trying to erase what she did, she went to the log and she's trying to erase her shutting down the shields of the Star Killer base from Force Awakens. Okay, remember when Finn, you know, like, hey, shut it down. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so she's trying to erase that so she doesn't get in trouble. Well, it comes to find out there's an officer that's already uh, looked at the log and seen what she did. So the story is her tracking down this officer and trying to silence him before he can blackmail her or tell on her. So uh, it really kind of puts her in a different light. Like, she's pretty badass, and, like, she will kill you. Like, sh it, like I said, if it's you or her, I don't give a shit what she feels about you, she's going to kill you because she's all about survival. So kind of gives you a little bit a better look at Phasma as a character that we did not get in Force Awakens. Now, an interesting fact that I ended up finding out researching this is her armor is actually constructed from Emperor Palpatine's Naboo yacht. Remember when he was in Naboo as, as uh, Chancellor Palpatine? He had that like silver-looking spaceship. That's what her armor's uh, constructed out of because I don't want to spoil anything, but it kind of crashed and she kind of salvaged it. And that's how she made her armor. So it's pretty cool. Um, okay. I think that's it. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. All right. Cat Phasma. She's done. I really hope that they flesh her out. I really do. I think she's a cool-looking character. We all know her from Game of Thrones. Uh, she's got this huge size, you know? So it's kind of like we really need to see her kicking some ass. Why have a bitch that big if she ain't going to kick no ass? You know what I'm saying? All right. So, okay. This, this book here is uh, it's the Tales of the Force. It's Star Wars Tales of the Force, if you want to look it up on Amazon or something. It's actually a children's book, which was really easy for me to read, which I totally appreciated. Uh, but this is the reason it was so cool, is we act, they actually introduced Snoke's Elite Guard. And they're called, oh, uh, God damn it. Okay, the Elite Praetorian Guard. Now, does anybody else, when they hear Praetorian, think of Russell Crowe and Gladiator? When he's in the woods and they're trying to kill him and he's, he's fucking them up. He gets away and there's that dude. He's kind of like taking a drink. I don't know. It's probably ale or something. And he goes, Praetorian. And the dude's like, oh, shit. And then Russell Crowe kicks his ass. Uh, the Spaniard kicks his ass. I always think of that every time I hear the word Praetorian. But anyway, this elite Praetorian guard is uh, eight humans sworn to protect the Supreme Chancellor Snoke. Okay. Now, why is that relevant? For one thing, you haven't even heard of these guys, okay? And now they're talking about them. And not only are there eight of them, they're eight humans.
Saints. There's been a lot of talk who Snoke is and what he is, like the Darth Plagueis, uh, which I'm going to get to a little bit and a little bit later. Darth Plagueis is uh, he was a Mun, which was a very tall. I pronounced that right, Jason Mun M U N N. I can do that shit. He was a very tall. He was elongated, humanoid-looking figure. Uh, Snoke kind of looks like that. Why would a Mun have human guards? His most trusted guard leads me to believe that he's human and just he's been altered and warped by the dark side. We know it does that to you. Okay, if anybody played Knights of the Old Republic, please God give us that game back. Uh, you know that as your character went on, if you chose the dark side, he got they got more scarred and pale and their eyes lost their color and shit. Or no, their eyes got redder. You know what I mean? So you know, could be Snoke is human. I think this really throws a monkey wrench into that theory. But as we're going on, um, yeah, they're elite. So I really want to see them. And they're, they're, they're patterned after Palpatine's Imperial Guard, but they have a samurai look to them. I really want to see that, dude. No one loves samurais. Oh, where's my tattoo at? There he is. No one loves samurais more than me. So it's like my, I think they're the coolest look ever. So I'm really curious. And what a Star Wars looking samurai would look like. How's that? You know, that dude, that gets you hype, right? I'm really hoping we see these in The Last Jedi. Not sure, but I really hope we do. Uh, but anyway, they, they work in shifts and they guard the Chancellor around the clock uh, aboard his mega class Star Destroyer, the Supremacy. So hopefully we get to see this elite Praetorian guard and we get to see his ship and maybe we find out who Snoke is. I don't know. All right. Poe Dameron. Now, Poe, I I didn't really warm up to him the first time I watched Force Awakens, but I really, really liked him in the the second time I seen it. I don't know. uh, The actor, his name escapes me. I'm sure someone someone will say it in the chat. But I think he's a fantastic actor. He was terrible in the X-Men movie as Apocalypse, but I don't think that was his fault. Uh, Brett Ratner should never never do another X-Men movie ever. But that's another show. But Poe has been the star of his own comic book for a couple years now. And basically, it's uh, him trying to locate Lore Santeca, which is, the, which is an empress from the Church of the Force. She was the keeper of the map to Luke Skywalker. Now, I know at the, in the beginning of Force Awakens, we get this old cat that had the map. He gave it to Poe, then ended up getting killed by Kylo. That's how he got it was from this chick. Now... This, this whole comic book series, Poe has been looking for this, this empress of the Church of the Force to get this map. Um, but now, here's an interesting fact. Poe's mother planted a force tree in the, in the yard when Poe was growing up. So Poe grew up with a force tree in the yard. Now, if you know anything about the extended, the extended novelization of Star Wars, a lot of that's not canon anymore, by the way. But... These forest trees were pretty important. Like, they actually could imbue force powers on people. So, is that the reason Poe's an ace pilot? He grew up with a forest tree? I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, I thought it was pretty interesting that he grew up with a forest tree. Like, it's a, it's a segment in a novel. It may have been, oh man, it escapes me. Blood something. It's one of the Force Awakens novels um, where they actually mention it. Like, they, they go out of their way to mention it. And we're going to get into some of that right now. 
Okay. Um, that's pretty much like all the Vader stuff, all the other Star Wars stuff really takes place after um, re- Return of the Jedi. Okay, so a lot of it doesn't correspond with with the new movies. So we're going to go ahead and jump into some, some fan theories. Um, <clears throat> and we're just going to start right off the bat. Ray's parents. Who are Ray's parents? Okay, this is the first theory. Ray is Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Huh? Think about it. Okay, think about it. All right. Don't think no more. Okay. In the Clone Wars, it shows where Obi-Wan falls in love with the Duchess of Mandalore. Her name was uh, Satine. They have like a brief romance, a brief love affair. Now, could they have had a baby? During that time. uh, Or because she became pregnant. Now Obi-Wan I don't think ever knew. Alright because he never. It's never talked about again right. Or so we know. But I also tell you in the Clone Wars. That she was killed. Pretty early. By Darth Maul. So did they have time. To. To have a baby and her get it away. And why would she put it on Jakku of all fucking places? Um, I'm not buying it. My answer is no. This is, she is not related to Obi-Wan in any shape or form. Okay. Um, all right. Is Ray Han and Leia's daughter? Which would make her sister to Kylo. Is that right? Is that fair enough? All right. Um, this theory that comes from uh, comes from the novels that before, okay, there was uh, extended novels, extended universe novels before The Force Awakens came out. They had, Han and Leia had twins, and their names were uh, Jana and Jace, okay? Now, once The Force Awakens started, they took a lot of those novels and said, these are not canon. These are just separate stories that happened in another universe, they're, they've got nothing to do with the Star Wars motion picture universe. Okay? If that makes it easier for you. Now, we know that they had a Kylo, right? Kylo Solo. But the theory is that that's the reason Ky- or Kylo kind of knows of Rey and that she has Force abilities is because that's his sister. Alright? Um, I'm saying no. Definitely not. Uh, I just, there's not enough to it. For one thing, she meets Leia. Leia has no reaction. She meets Han. Han has no reaction. Like, Han's even kind of like taken back by her. Like, damn, she's a pretty cool chick. Don't you think he would know? Now, if Leia had whisked the baby away for some reason, I don't know. But now this is the big, big, big part. J.J. Abrams... And uh, the executive producer for Disney Studios. Forget who he is, but he's like the gatekeeper of all Star Wars secrets. Follow him on Twitter. His name escapes me right at the moment. But you you get a lot of stuff from this guy. He's sneaky about it, but you can kind of pick through it and see. J.J. has said, Ray's parents are not in Force Awakens. This guy, the executive producer, basically said the same thing. So that means Han, Leia, Aha, and Luke are not Ray's parents, okay? Bloodlines, that was the novel I'm trying to think of, and we're going to get to that, because in Bloodlines, 
there is some some also some stuff that that points to that they these are not raised parents. Okay, now I have a theory on who's Ray's mother is, and I'll stick to that, and we're going to get to that here in a minute. But I say no, Ray is not related to Han and Leia. Okay, this is the one that I really, really like, and I did not come up with this. Uh, You know, there's there's several sites on the internet. A lot of people are holding on to the Skywalker or Solo theory, even though to me it's debunked. The, the The director debunked it. So, I'm not buying it. This is the one that I dig. Okay, you ready? You ready to have your shit blown out? All right. Ray is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Sink that in for a fucking minute. All right? And we're going to talk about the ramifications if it's true. All right? Okay. Why? Why do you think that? Fighting style. Palpatine and Ray's fighting styles are exactly the same. Now you think, no, they're not. Yes, they are. And I'm going to tell you why. There's a force thrust. Yeah, that's my force thrust. Yeah. All right. No other Jedi has ever did that move. Palpatine did it several times in the prequels. And Ray does it several times in The Force Awakens. Okay. It's this move. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't, they don't make that face, but now Palpatine kind of made an ugly face. Ray does too, because I went back and watched it, and Ray makes some ugly ass face. She's a hot chick, but she makes some ugly ass faces. We're going to get to that. All right. Those ugly ass faces may mean something. Okay. And then there's like this overhand slice move. Palpatine does it, Ray does it several times. Okay. All right. I'm telling you, man, if you can go on YouTube, there's like the people that are, that are endorsing this theory. They've got the shots side by side at the same time. It's kind of crazy. Like, what the hell? That's the exact same move. Are they fucking with us? All right, hold on. Hold on. I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. All right, the overhead blow. Okay. Ray going over to the dark side. All right. Ray getting jungle fever is what I call it. All right. Uh, her anger is evident all through Force Awakens. Like, she's a little fucking hothead. Now, I knew she grew up on Jakku, which could make you a little cranky. Right? I'd be pissed off. I had sand in my vagina all the time, and I'm sure she does. Okay? But she's uh, like when a BB-8 is going to get taken by that, that vendor, and she fucking rips his ass. Okay? All right. Am I nitpicking? I'm nitpicking. I get it. Hold on. Um... When, uh, when she's, when Han gives her the blaster and she starts shooting at stormtroopers and the look on her face, like, dude, go back and look at her face. She's like, I mean, it's crazy looking, right? All right. Okay. Grasping the straws. I get it. I get it. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, this was the big one for me. When she's fighting Kylo in the, the, in, the, in, in the snow, in the woods, she, when she knocks Kylo down, she's pacing him. Like, I didn't even notice it before. You watch it again. When she strikes Kylo and he hits the ground, she paces him. And she's like, she's dropped her lightsaber and like staring at him like, bitch, get up. Get up. I dare you. Get the fuck up. 
dude. All right, now, grasping straws again, right? Okay, hold on, hold on. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the novelization of Force Awakens is very, very different than the movie that came out. Why is that, you ask? I'm going to tell you, because that's what I'm fucking doing this show for. I'm going to tell you shit you don't know. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. The novel came out before the movie. It was based on the original script. Now, we all know that, you know, scripts get changed, rewrites, reshoots, all that stuff happens before a movie actually comes out. Now, in the novels, now, but they have said the novel is canon. So, to me, all the shit that's in that novel that we didn't see in Force Awakens, that shit stands because it's canon. They've already said it. Now, this is, I'm getting fuck with you now. You got to stay with me. All right. You got to stay. Hey, right here. Damn it. I see some of y'all looking around other shit and you're playing Sudoku on something else. Dude, pay attention. All right. This, you're going to want to hear this because I'm grasping the straws, right? I'm not. While she's pacing Kylo in the novel, there's a voice in her head and it says, strike him down, kill him with one vicious blow. Okay, now, the voice in her head, it ain't hers. It is a voice that is ominous and unrecognizable. Okay, now, she's already met Snoke. She knows who Snoke is. So, and I say she knows who she is. She knows that he is the Supreme Chancellor and that Kylo answers to him. It would not have said it was unrecognizable voice. Whose voice was it? It have been Palpatine's voice. <laughs> Holy shit, right? Hey, maybe grasping the straws, but it could have been. Okay? Now, there's another time she hears Palpatine's voice. And it's Palpatine's voice, guys. Go back and rewatch the movie. Okay? It's when she gets knocked down by Kylo. And it says, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, in her force dream. In her force dream, when Kylo, when she sees the Knights of the First Order and Kylo Ren for the first time, and she's like, what the hell? And they go to strike her down, and Kylo saves her, right? Remember that? Yes. Kylo saves her, and when she hits the ground, she hears a voice in her head, and it is Palpatine, guys. He says, any Jedi. Telling you. Now, there are some other theories that talk about the screams, like they're, they're Palpatine's screams in the, Force Awak- in the Force Awakens dream. That, to me, is grasping at straws, okay? I'm not sure if that, that adds up or not. But the any Jedi, that's Palpatine, guys. That's Palpatine. So that's very, that's crazy, right? It's crazy. Okay, hold on. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, and there's another reason. Like, when, when Kylo is, like, interrogating her and, like, he, like he's doing this force shit on her head and she kind of gets a look into Kylo's head and then she tells him his greatest fear is not being as strong and great as Darth Vader. And, like, the look on Kylo's face, like somebody kicked his puppy and she's like, she's got to goofy look on her face like dude she's digging it she's digging this dark side of the force i'm telling you 
All right. Um, okay, hold on. Oh, yeah. I just put in my notes where she was stalking him. Like, when she hit Kylo and she kind of drops her savers, kind of looking down like, bitch. It reminded me of Qui-Con and Darth Maul when the, the shields come up and Qui-Gon goes down to meditate and fucking Maul like pops his saber and just goes back and forth like a caged animal. It reminded me of the exact same thing. Go back and look at it, man. She's definitely playing this part of uh, she's digging this, this ability, this power. Okay? All right. Um, yeah, that, like I said, uh, the official novelization um, is different from the movie. The strange voices, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, a lot of people think that voice was Snoke in her forest dream. It was not Snoke. Um, oh, yeah, because of the un, uh, unidentifiable, unrecognizable voice. In the, it, that's what it says in the novelization. So we, we know it wasn't Snoke. All right. Ray is not Luke's daughter. Now, you all know my fan theory, okay? And, and I've, I'm, I'm still holding true that who's, who Ray's mother is. And I always said that it was Luke, uh, like his, the father was Luke because of, of something that happened in a book called Shattered Empire. It was a, um, it was a comic book with Dr. Afra and Luke. They kind of had a connection. Now, I don't know if they ever seen, seen each other again after that, but I still say Dr. Afra is Ray's mother. And you can look at past shows where I've talked about why there's so many things that say Dr. Offers Ray's mother. Now, now after researching this, I've backed off of Luke. I really have. Um, okay. For one thing, yeah, there's spoon feeding us that, man. Like, if Luke does turn out to be Ray's mom, raise your hand if you're going to be pissed. Yeah, I'll raise, I'll raise this hand for you guys. Yeah, that's fucking gay. I mean, not gay as in like, two dudes eating each other out it's like gay like it's not cool all right uh like the opposite of happy like ungay there you go there you go i made a new word um so yeah i would be really disappointed if it is because they're really leading us to want to believe that okay um the canon novel the canon novel bloodline that's what i was talking about earlier has established that lay has had constant contact with luke this entire time if he had a kid out there wouldn't he have told Leia about it? I think he would have. And would Luke have sent her to Jakku? Which is a shithole. He grew up on Tatooine. He knows what a dirtball Tatooine was. Jakku looks fucking worse to me. So, I don't see that happening. Now, um, Abrams has confirmed that Le Leia has never met Rey. Alright? Uh... Would it be kind of makes sense for Force characters? Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like all the characters in these movies are um, Skywalkers. I mean, what is this, Virginia? Everybody's fucking related? All the Force users are Skywalkers? I just, I'm getting away from that. I'm getting away from Rey being a Skywalker totally. Because, for one thing, we, knew, we know the new trilogy is going to deal with people that... Um, Oh, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that for a minute, Jamie, just because I really don't have that in my notes, but I will talk about that because I've read the Darth Plagueis book twice, 
okay? Especially when this theory came out that Snoke was Dark Plagueis. Uh, he said, what about people being born from the Force theory, okay? All right. That's true in a way, in a way it's not, okay? Like, we all know that Anakin's, Anakin was born kind of immaculate conception, all right? Now, Darth Plagueis could manipulate midichlorians. That's the shit that gives you force powers, okay, for people who didn't know. He can manipulate that to create life, but it was fucked up, okay? Now, he did teach this ability to Palpatine. Uh-oh, here we go, right? Come on back, come on back to me, come on back. Palpatine knows this as well. Did Palpatine master creating the life? Now, somebody created Anakin. That is correct. Now, we don't know if it was Plagueis or who it was. Could it have been Palpatine at a younger age? We don't know how old Palpatine was because of the fucking dark side. He could have been hundreds of years old for all we know. Okay? So, Palpatine could have created Anakin Skywalker. And if he created Anakin Skywalker, he could have created Rey as well. Now, again, Jamie, you're, you're absolutely correct. That is a possibility and that is a theory in itself. Now, it could have been Snoke who, who did this. We don't know who Snoke is. Now, I kind of have a theory on that, and I'm going to get to that. Um, but very good question. I, I, I'm, guys, I'm trying to look. What is canon? Uh, what, what is canon? What, Jason? Hold on. Is that canon? You're talking about Darth Plagueis? Now, that is true. Darth Plagueis is, that book is not considered canon. Okay? Um, why? I don't know. It doesn't mean they can't make it canon, and I think at some point they will. But we're going to get into the Qui-Gon Jinn. Because, see, Qui-Gon Jinn had learned from um, a Keeper of the Wills about life after death, which is going to kind of turn us into that it gets deep in the weeds guys i know trust me i'm like what let's see what oh yeah that's it um so yeah so stay with me we're gonna get, we're gonna get to all that i've got all that um okay okay moss uh moss tell moss the little big-eyed chick in force awakens uh, i think it was uh kanadar kanana uh yeah drink jason drink um telling her that her family was already dead like she's telling them, she's telling her, "Hey, I can't. I have to go back to Jakku. I gotta wait on my family." And Moss is like, "They're dead. They're they're not coming back." Okay, we know Lay, Leia, Han, Luke. They're not dead, but Moss ta- tells her they're not coming for you. Okay, J.J. Uh, Abrams has confirmed that Lay Leia has never met Ray. Um, Luke. Oh, now here, now you, you want to grasp at straws? Let's grasp at some straws real quick. Okay, Luke, American accent. I know there's no American Star Wars to so stay with me. Basic, I think they speak basic, but it's still wherever he was born uh, on Tatooine, where he grew up on Tatooine, they didn't have an accent. Ray has an accent. Okay, she's an English act- actress, correct? Stay with me. All right, grasp at straws. Remember, Finn is an English actor thick English accent, if you've ever heard him in an interview. He had to change his accent for the movie to be Finn. Ray didn't. Coincidence? Was there a reason behind it? Possibly. You know who else had an English accent? 
I heard somebody say it. You're paying attention. A plus plus. Palpatine, motherfuckers. Palpatine got an English accent. Just saying. Not saying it means shit, but it could mean shit, right? Uh, yeah, and Kenobi. Okay, Kenobi has English accent. All right, I give you that. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, grasping straws. Remember? Okay. Uh, that's enough of that shit. Okay, the Book of Wills. All right. What? What the hell? What is that? I'm gonna tell you what it is. It's time for the Jedi to end. Luke, Last Jedi. He says it. We all see it in the trailer. What does that mean? Luke's going bad. I don't know. I hope he does, but I don't think that's what he meant by this. There, in the trailer, there is a light shining on a group of books. When the fuck is the last time you've seen books in a Star Wars movie? You haven't. This is the first time. They either use holocrons or, or videos to uh, relay information. Even like the 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 last or the uh, the Jedi Temple on Coruscant was all hologram holocrons. That's how they store their information. They're not on books, okay? So seeing some books in the Star Wars universe, what the hell is that? I believe, and a lot of other people believe, and I said this from the first trailer. Holy shit, that's the Book of Wills. Now, in the early days of Star Wars, this was an idea that George Lucas had. Uh, that later became the force. But there was a keeper of the journal. He was responsible for putting in events, major events of the galaxy in this journal, the Journal of Wills. Okay? Now you say, is that canon? No. But it is canon now because of Rogue One. In Rogue One, you have the, the, the guardians of Wills. Remember those two guys, uh, Bays and uh, Chiritu, I think his name is, uh, the badass, you know, blind Jedi dude. Okay, so the the Wills were the Guardians of the Wills kept the Kyber crystals. They protected the Kyber crystals, right, on Jakku, not Jakku, Jedi, on Jedi. So yes, the Book of Wills is canon, and there this journal predates the Jedi. They did not believe in the light or dark side of the force. And I want to read a poem because there's a first time for everything on the Blazing Defender Report, goddammit. And we're going to have a little poem that I need everybody to. Okay. All right. First comes the day after the darkness shines through the light. The differences, they say, is only make right by the resolving of gray through refined Jedi sight. That's right. That's right, motherfuckers. Getting it on. Getting it on here in Blazing Friend Report, dog. Giving you some culture. All right. That was from the Book of Wills. What the hell does that mean? Okay. The gray. This is what you need to understand about the Book of, of, of Wills. They didn't really believe in the light and dark side of the force. What they believe in? That's right. Balance. You hear all this talk about balancing the force. The, the Book of Wills, the, the Guardians of the Wills, they believed that you were the balance. You balanced out the light side of the force by being gray. Yes, you pulled energy from anger. You pulled energy from love and caring. 
So you, you pull the energy from being peace, at peace with yourself. So the book of wills, I believe, is what Luke has been reading that says that the Jedi order that Luke was taught was the, the, the bee's knees is wrong. And that's what he means by the Jedi has to end. And I feel like he's, he and Ray, maybe Ray, maybe Kylo, I don't know. Stay with me on that. Uh, they're going to form a new order that aren't Jedi. Okay. So that's the book of wills. Let me see if there's anything else in here. Uh, Secret H and other wills. Okay. Um, yes. And this makes it canon also because now we're talking about Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon learned from a shaman that, hold on, uh, Yoda tells him the secret of the ancient order of wills he studied. That was from Yoda to Obi-Wan about Qui-Gon. Okay, that's, the shaman taught Obi-Wan how to transcend death and to come back from death. So the, the, there are shamans of the wills still in this universe. We just really haven't seen them yet, which will get me to my Snoke theory. Okay, hold on, hold on, okay? Just hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a journey, guys. It's not about how you start and how you finish. It's the, it's the ride, man. We're on the ride right now. So get in the back seat, motherfuckers. I'm driving this thing. All right. Um, uh, the secret of eternal conscience and later Qui-Gon Jinn learned that the secret allowed him to interact with the living after death. That's what I just talked about. Okay, the Snoke theory. Was Snoke a shaman that fell out of the order of wills? Is Snoke a, a fallen member of this order of wills? Now, the order of wills, they were immortals. Okay? Now, the theory is they weren't immortal to start with, but they learned how to be immortal through the force. Okay? These dudes ain't to be fucked with. Now, I don't know if there are any of them around or not. And we already know from the comic books that there's Jedi popping up everywhere after the Order of 66. So, this could very well be a, a legitimate fan theory. Uh, oh, not a fan theory. This is my theory. Snoke is a fallen member of the Wills. This is what I think. All right. Uh, uh, the Keeper of the Wills responds for adding shit. Blah, blah, blah. Explain what that means for the last Jedi. And Luke saying the Jedi are done. I did that. It's hard. You know, when you're writing shit, and then you go back, and you go, like, what the fuck is that? And then you read, and you go, oh, that's what it is. But I'm kind of just playing this off my head. You know how the show goes, guys. Come on. All right. The Ren-Kylo relationship. How does Kylo know Ren? Ren. Kylo. Ray. How does Kylo know Ray? All right. Um, was Ray at the island with Luke? Kylo seen the island in Ray's mind. So let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Kylo was in Ray's head trying to get info. He finds the island that Luke is on. How? Okay. How did he do that? Here's a theory. Uh, and, and also, when when they're when they're fight when 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 she when they're fighting in the woods, there's a lot in that fight scene, like a lot. When she grabs the lightsaber, and he goes, "It is you," like he thought it was her, but when she shows she has force abilities, Kylo knows Ray. How how do we decipher that? 
and Snoke and Kylo are both very determined to capture her alive. Bring her to me and all that shit. And then he's like, oh, they, they had the aid of a girl. What girl? Like Kylo fucking force chokes this dude. What girl? Like they're all really anxious not to kill her, but to bring her into the fold because Snoke and Kylo both know she's badass. She may not know it yet, but she's badass. All right. Uh, yeah, they think Kylo may have met her when Luke brought her to the Jedi Academy when she was young. Now, my thing is, how young was she? Like, she don't remember that shit? Or did Luke fuck with her head and she forget it? I don't know. Maybe make her forget it? I don't know. you think she would have remembered that in the Force stream. Who knows? Okay, just, just, just an idea. Crescent Straws, remember? Uh, race Force stream. Palpatine can be heard in the vision. Uh, and when she sees Kylo and the Knights of the First Order, you can hear Palpatine's voice in Jedi. I already talked about that. Um, oh, and about that scene. Okay, let's go back to that force scene real quick. She sees Kylo and the Knights of the First Order. They go to strike her down. Kylo saves her, and then he kind of raises his hand out, like, join us. All right? Now, a lot of people think that scene is from the future. I don't. I think it's... I think it's in the past. Now, that brings up a whole, a whole up, uh, other issue. How come she doesn't remember? I don't know. But look at his helmet. His helmet has the same scar, the same damage on it that it did in Force Awakens. Now, that helmet is gone in Force Awakens. He, lo- he loses it on the catwalk after he kills Han. Okay, because as you know, he doesn't have a helmet for the rest of the movie. Because that's when Chewie hit him with the fucking uh, bolt blaster and damn near blew his colon out. All right? So this happened in the past. Like, this has already happened. Okay? I don't think this is a future shot. Because where are, where are the other knights of the Order? Where are they at? You don't see them. You didn't see them at all in Force Awakens. Not saying they're not doing other shit, but... Um, Yes, we could talk about the new trailers, Ryan. Uh, if there's something in the new trailer you think is is uh, relevant, shoot it out there. I'm going to keep looking up as I go through. But yeah, I, yeah, we can definitely talk about them. Um, I didn't really see anything in the new trailers other than like the Luke stuff um, that I already talked about. Um, then the, the book it shows the book of wills again. You know, the, the new trailers have been kind of vague to me. Uh, but if you've seen something, please shout it out. All right, um, Palpatine versus Skywalker. Okay. Yes, okay, it is back. But if you look at it, it's a brand new helmet. There's not that much damage on it. Am I wrong? I mean, I had to go back and look at it again. But I remember going, that's a brand new fucking helmet. I, he's going to have a helmet because he's, he's a Vader groupie. But he, he's still, it, the, there's no damage on the helmet. Like, it looks new. Like, it's shiny, and the other one wasn't. The other one was beat up, beat up to shit. So, but I could be wrong on that. That's good, Jamie. Don't watch any new trailers. You, you go in blind, buddy. You go in blind. Take a look at it, Brian, and you tell me what you think. Okay, Palpatine versus Skywalker. Okay, this is kind of the, this is the, the gravitas of the whole Star Wars story, right? There's always been a Palpatine versus a Skywalker, all right? Uh, all these movies has Skywalker versus Palpatine. 
So it could be Kylo Skywalker versus Ray Palpatine. Stay with me, all right? It does make a good story. Kylo doesn't try to kill Ray when they first fight. He wants to turn her and, and finish exactly what Darth Vader started out to do. A Palpatine and Skywalker ruling the galaxy together. Okay? Um, also, this would flip the original trilogy. Luke, the light side, Luke Skywalker, the light side versus Palpatine on the dark side to Kylo Skywalker, the dark side and Ray Palpatine, the light side. You see what I'm saying? It kind of flips the original trilogy backwards, which is, which is kind of cool. I think, um, could, could happen. All right. Could happen. Freshman strong. All right. Luke's apprehension. What does this tell us exactly? When, um, when she gives Luke the lightsaber, now this, um, <laughs> what, what do you mean? What's wrong with that theory? Uh, a lot of these theories ain't mine guys. They're like theories that, uh, that I was, I'd researched. Uh, my theory is Dr. Afra. I still stand by that. That is my theory. And I also like Snoke as a member, a fallen member of the book of wills. Um, but okay, let's talk about Luke's apprehension. Luke obviously knows who Ray is. Okay. When Ray gives him the lightsaber at the very end, that awkward fucking moment at the end of Force Awakens, it lasted like 45 minutes, it felt like, and he, he does this shit. That's pretty much the look he had on his face. Like, holy shit. Um, what the fuck are you doing here? You are like the most dangerous person in the galaxy. That's the way he looked at her. Now, why did he look at her like that? Because he knows how powerful she is. He knows now that she's in the game. She's handing him a lightsaber. That spells doom because Luke knows she's Palpatine. She's Palpatine's creation, Palpatine's granddaughter, something. Okay? That's my theory. Um, Dr. Offers Ray's mom. Yeah, I've said it from the get-go. Uh, the, the, the evidence is just too tight to be true. And I'm going to tell you. For you, that, for you guys that haven't read Dr. Opera, she's an archaeologist. Okay, what do we find Ray doing in the beginning of Force Awakens? She's scavenging shit. She's uh, digging up stuff. She's finding, like, stuff. And some of the stuff she doesn't even turn in for, for money. Like the rebel helmet. And she's got those goggles. She's put those, when she puts those goggles on her face, dude. It's doc. She's Doctor Offra's kid. I'm telling you, she's Doctor Offra's kid. Um, now, who's the dad? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, did Palpatine? Uh, did Palpatine uh, make a deal with Offra for something? Now, Offra would do something like this, uh, and he creates another immaculate conception baby, a la Anakin. I don't know. It's a possibility, man. It's all a possibility. Okay. Um. But maybe it's not. I don't know. I think it would be very cool for all the comic book readers. Now, this is what would suck from a movie standpoint. Um, what if the movie opens with Luke attacking Ray? Um, I think that would basically tell you, you Luke knows who she is and how scared of her he is. We've seen that. Uh, there is also in the new trailer that Ryan was talking about, there's a scene where Luke is on his back and Ray's standing over him, and it looks like the same scene because of the background. Like it's a dark, like a night, it's like a night background. 
Um, so And it looks that way in both shots, so I don't think they're tricking us on that. And Ray's kind of got her lightsaber pushed push down towards towards Luke. Now, I don't think that, Luke, that Ray's, she's not full on dark side yet. That's not going to come yet. But I think we really see something evolving here. And I think Ray's really trying to figure out um, where she fits in all this. And I don't think Luke really wants to, wants to, uh, to tell us that. Yes, Casey, you're absolutely right. And when I broke down the, uh, the Civil War trailer, I say Marvel is a master of putting people in backgrounds and omitting other people from backgrounds to not spoil things. So, and, and, and again, they're trying to lead us to think that Ray's going to turn, that uh, Luke's her father. They're, they're spoon-feeding this, and that's what makes me feel like it's the ultimate misdirection. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think it would be very cool for me, a comic fan, if Dr. Offer was Ray's mom, but for the average moviegoer that's going to be 80% of what goes and sees this movie, they're going to go, who the fuck is that? Now, it may usher in a new generation of comic book readers by doing this because people are going to want to know. But uh, it's, it's, it's flimsy, guys. It's flimsy. I went out on a limb. It's on a hot take for the year is uh, Dr. Offer's raised mom. But uh, I could totally see Dr. Offer getting in trouble Palpatine showing up using her as a vessel for his new creation. Just saying. I can totally see that. And if you've been reading Dr. Offra, you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Here are some, like, super crazy theories. Like, you think the shit I was saying was crazy? Check this shit out. Kylo is a double agent. Oh. And we know in the new trailer, Ryan... That Kylo gets into the same room as Snoke. Now, he killed his dad, though, right? It's pretty fucking hardcore double agent. Uh, would make him a sympathetic villain, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's a villain, but he's really trying to do right. Luke sent him into the fire, basically, to get to Snoke. Because he knew he couldn't. Uh, but now, what happened with the Jedi Order? Did he really kill all Luke's uh, students? But are the, his students in on it as well? And they are the Order of the First Knights. Because we all know they are Jedi that came from Luke's Order. The ones I guess Kylo didn't kill. I don't know. So, yeah. Maybe not that crazy, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, let, let's... I mean... I don't know. It, it, it is kind of crazy. Be cool, right? Um, if he was a double agent, it'd be pretty neat. There's just something about Kylo that doesn't fit for me. And this double agent theory could be it. I don't see Kylo being the bad guy at the end of this. I really don't. If it's a Ray-Kylo swap where she ends up going full on dark side and, 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 and uh, Kylo Skywalker, because he's a Skywalker, uh, becoming like the hero be pretty cool too. All right. Um, now, now I get really crazy. This is getting really crazy. Uh, you blame it on a black rifle, Marcos. Ray is a clone of Luke. Hold on. Stay with me. We know Star Wars loves their clones and it's not canon, but in the force unleashed video game, star killer which was the name of the base in Rogue One, right? Or no, I'm sorry, Force Awakens, Starkiller. 
Starkiller was a clone of Anakin. And he was a bad motherfucker. Now, can you clone midichlorians? That was kind of like the big buzz when, the, when that video game came out. It was an awesome video game, by the way. Like, you use your force powers and you wrecked a Imperial cruiser into the, the ground. It was pretty badass. Uh, cool game. You should check it out. I mean, fucking force lightning and all that shit. Um, but yeah, but he was, he was a clone. So, way out there. Way out there with Ray being a clone. I'm saying no on that, too. Um, this is a cool one. Ready? Snoke is a youngling from the Jedi Temple that Anakin uh, slaughtered. He survived. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, maybe. Uh, maybe he didn't kill all of them. The Order of 66 was supposed to wipe out all the Jedi. We know that didn't fucking go very well because there's tons of Jedi still out there. But. Again, a stretch. Now we're really grasping straws, Jamie. We're grasping straws now. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, this is the funniest one, guys. I had to, This is the last one. Is this the last one? Yeah. Yes, this is the last one. But it is by far the most crazy. But bear with me. There is some evidence. As flimsy as it may be, there's some evidence. Jar Jar Binks, the beloved character of the prequels, is Palpatine. Oh, no. Snoke. Okay. Stay with me for a second. Stay with me for a second. All right. Uh, laugh, but Palpatine and Jar Jar were from the same planet. Okay? Palpatine and Jar Jar are from the same planet. All right? The Gungans are the ones that convinced the Senate to grant Palpatine emergency powers in Revenge of the Sith. The Gungans were pivotal because Jar Jar was controlling them. Okay, now hold on. Uh, some think he's been pulling the strings from the creation of the Empire to the First Order. Okay? Now, how crazy would that be if Jar Jar, from way back, had had all of it planned out. All right. He's so powerful in the force, he can alter his appearance. That's the reason he can look different. Uh, crazy, crazy fucking fan theory. My take? Oh, hell no. Motherfucker. Like, you'd be sitting in a movie theater, and it'd be like a Gallagher show, because people's heads would be exploding all over the place. You'd be like, you, here's your gown. Oh, you're going to see uh, Last Jedi. Here's your gown. You're going to need it. Trust me, because at the end of this, people's heads are going to blow up. Mine would blow up for sure. So, but I thought that was a crazy fucking theory, man. Uh, but a cool one, right? I tell you, I have had so much fun, like, researching this show, watching all the YouTube videos, and, and uh, it's just been insane. And, like, you look at a theory and you go, bullshit. And then they start breaking it down. You go, hmm, yeah, maybe not bullshit. You don't say it out loud, but you think to yourself, man, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, pass it to the left on that theory. Okay, we're going to pass that theory out. Uh, but, yeah, there's some pretty good ones. Uh, that's what I think makes this whole story so cool is the, um, the anticipation, the wanting to know. Like, we care about these characters so much, and they're so valuable and important to us. 
that we want to know. We want to know their origin story. We want to know who Ray's parents are. We want to know if she was created uh, out of thin air by midichlorians. You know, I mean, that would be, that shit's cool to us. Uh, now, you know, as as excited as I get about some of these fan theories, it always seems like I'm let down because the fan theories always seem to be better than the actual story. Which, remember the whole Joker killing the Robin uh, and Batman was actually Deathstroke? Do you remember all them theories when BBS, before BBS came out? I mean, it was like, holy shit, Batman's actually Jason Todd. Or no, Joker was actually Jason Todd and Batman was actually Deathstroke. This is insane. And it was so cool. Uh, and then, you know, none of that happens and you're fucking let down. But uh, I'm very excited to see the movie Thursday night. Or I'm sorry, Friday morning. I go at like 9 a.m. Friday morning. I've never had a showing at 9 a.m. before. Um, yeah, there you go. Jared Leto, J- Jason Todd. No, you know, yeah, exactly. That was so cool. Um, but, you know, I, I hang on to the Dr. Offer theory. I hang on to Snoke being a fallen leader of the wills or fallen shaman of the wills or something. Uh, I don't give the Plagueis thing that. And I tell you, like, that tales of the, the, of the Force with the humans uh, uh, comprising of his elite Praetorian guard. Praetorian! Um, that, to me, says Snoke is human. You know, I think that is a big ripple in the whole Snoke is not human theory. Um, Oh, man, yeah, right, for sure, bro, like, that next, I mean, I, I really hope that the reviews are good for this, uh, they are good for this, they're, they're already good, but reviews for Force Awakens were really good, and to me, it fell really, really short on several levels, so I'm really expecting a lot, uh, I really have a lot of faith in Ryan Johnson, so, and I know he's he's doing this whole new uh, prequel thing now. Now, keep that in mind also. I think that this deserves to be said. You know, Ryan Johnson has already said he's the director of this. He's the director of the next one. And he's doing the trilogy coming forward. Okay? He is creating a new, whole new storyline that doesn't deal with Skywalkers. Like, you're not going to ever see the uh, like the solos the skywalkers the palpatines none of them again like this whole story that he's starting it, it looks like a a new beginning so to speak for the star wars universe it's really kind of i'm really kind of curious how this goes over with fans because you know you're taking years of us knowing skywalkers and solos and and Kyrizians and, and, and all those and creating something new but now, wouldn't it make sense that these two movies are going to kind of transition us that way? Like with Ray, maybe not even being a Skywalker or a Palpatine or a Solo? Like, that would make sense. But who the fuck is she then? Who are her parents? And we want to know that shit, goddammit. So, I mean, it's, it's all so cool. And like I said, I've said it a thousand times on the show, guys. It's a great time to be a nerd. Um, oh, which theory? That's a good question, Debo. Debo, Fred Debo asked me if, um, what would be my perfect scenario? God damn it, I don't know. I love, I love the idea of Luke going rogue. I love the idea, like, he's Vader's kid, right? Why wouldn't he? Like, it's in him, isn't it? Uh, I do feel like 
the Kylo coming over, like being a double agent, trying to get close to Snoke. He doesn't. And then Ray goes dark side. And now Kylo's the hero of the story and Ray's the Darth Vader. I think that would be fantastic. Like that could happen. Like Ray could still be a Palpatine. She's got this evil in her because he created her or granddaddy or whatever. Kylo was was a double agent. It didn't work out. And now he's got to fight Ray and Snoke. Uh, who's Snoke? I don't know. I could go either way on that. Like, I think it would be cool if he was Plagueis because I really liked that theory to begin with. But them not making the Plagueis book canon seemed kind of odd to me because um, I think it should be because of all the stuff that it talks about. But, you know, you got so much other stuff, man. Uh, she Vader would rock. Yes, Jamie. It so would. Like, she gets her face fucked up, and now she's got, like, she kind of looks like Nebula from Guardians, where she's kind of got some shit going on. Uh, like Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra has, has some, uh, some biomech shit in her because she's been fucked up because she gets into bad shit. But, yeah, so I think there's so many things that could go right for me, but I really like that angle. Uh, the Kylo double agent, Ray Palpatine. That would be, that combination would blow my fucking shit up. But uh, so cool, and I really hope we get some answers. We're not going to get all the answers in this movie. We're going to be doing similar shit like this before the next movie. So, uh, but, hey, it's fun, right, guys? Guys, I got to get out of here. I got a wife that needs 10 and 2. I really want to thank you. Uh, for it's, It was short notice. Uh, I was trying to think of what day I could do the movie, and she was she's feeling a lot better, so I, I had, a, had a, a window of opportunity, and I hit it. I want to thank everybody for joining in. Uh, I hope you had as much fun as I did talking about it, because I, I think it was fantastic. Like This is like one of my favorite shows I've done, because I got to talk about this stuff to people that I know it means a lot to, like it does me. So, uh, But hey, after I see the movie, we're going to have a review show next week. I'm going to give everybody a few, a few days to see the movie. And, uh, hey, man, thanks, guys. I, I, and honestly, like, it, it, I know it sounds hollow, but I really, it means a lot to me when you guys join in and you guys converse and you guys ask questions and stuff. Um, I love it, man. I love it. And, like, when you all talk with each other, I think it's fantastic. It's like a room of nerds, man. And uh, we're all just geeking out about the same shit. So I think it's fantastic. So thank you so much for your support. Um, and thank everybody. Thank you. I want to thank everybody right now for all the well wishes you've given my wife. It's fantastic. Um, it, the support that we have gotten from friends, family, you guys, it means a lot, man. It really, really does. You didn't think it does, but a, but a get well wish here and, and there, it goes a long way. But thank you guys so much. You guys stay safe. We've got a big holiday coming up. We've got a big weekend coming up, right, guys? Uh, if you're in the Louisville area, get to the comic, or I'm sorry, the Zone Comic Shop. Huge sale. Going to be a lot of Star Wars stuff there you can buy cheap. Uh, drink Black Rifle Coffee. Check out CollectorZone.com. Those guys are fantastic. And with that, you got to love each other, guys. Treat everybody like you would want to be treated yourself. And with that, the Blazing Defenders out, guys. Peace.